Welcome to Married by Design. Handling life's issues, the challenges that life throws us, and how do we adapt to those things? How do we change things in our life so that we're able to live the life that God wants us to live? That's what we'll continue looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to Married by Design. We've been starting a series entitled Handling Life's Issues. Uh, We want to look at a number of areas uh, that people struggle with in their life and learn God's solutions for it. And not only to help you in your own life, but also maybe to think about helping others by informally counseling them. This uh, series will give you some ideas and some resources uh, to uh, help other people as well as yourself. And for the last few weeks, we've been focusing on change. If we want to handle the issues in our life or help other people, we have to realize that maybe the way that we're handling these things is not the right way, and that's why we're struggling. And therefore, we need to look to change. The reality is that God wants us to change. God has created us to change as Christians. He wants us to become more and more like Jesus Christ. And so it's important to anticipate and realize that as Christians, we should never be set in stone. There will always be things that God is teaching us and adapting us to and helping us to change. But the comfort and the encouragement is that God gives us the ability to change. We should never look at an area of our life and think, I'm never going to change. This is never going to change. God has the ability to help us to change in our thinking, in our hearts, and interactions. And this is so important. And that's what we've been looking at the last couple weeks, the resources, the things that God gives us in order to help us to change. Um, One of the resources that God gives us is that we have our sins forgiven. And this is a huge thing because, I mean, the essence of the gospel is that we've all sinned and our sin separates us from God. Um, but Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says, He has delivered us from the d- domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is the essence of the gospel. Um, we were lost in our sin, and we don't even know it, how separated we are from God. Um, but because we live in darkness, we can't see um the hopelessness that we're in in that state. Mm. But through the blood of Christ, we have received forgiveness of sins. We have a clean slate. In Ephesians 1, it says, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us. So God has been eager. He is eager to forgive us. Um, And through Christ, when we receive Him and His blood, pays the penalty for our sin and washes them away, we're no longer under God's wrath. We're no longer um, separated from Him, but we are forgiven. We have a clean slate through the blood of Jesus, and we have no sin on our account. That's good. I mean, when you think about the idea of the weight that people carry because of guilt and shame and all those things that prevents them from change... And how uh, having that forgiveness and having all that washed away really does help people to change. 
Um, another uh, idea that God has given us is that we have new life. Um, we talked before that first week about the importance of receiving Christ as your Savior and all that that takes place. And, and the reality is that when we have Christ as our Savior, that we are a new creation. We're not just burdened down by the things of the past, the habits of the past, the patterns of the past. We, you don't have to be trapped in those things because God makes a, you a new creation in Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. We are not just the old people. We don't have to go by all those habits and the ways of thinking and the failures of the past because God has made us a new creation. Then he says, The old things have passed away. Behold, the new has come. What a, what a hope that is. When we look at our life today, we look at the future, to think that God has so changed us uh, that we should have a positive, optimistic outlook about the future because He has made you, He has made me a new creation. Um, another resource that we have um, is that we now have access to God. Once we receive Jesus as our Lord, um, we're no longer cut off from God because of our sin. We talked about that forgiveness we have. So now we have a direct relationship with God. Hmm. Ephesians 3, um, verses 11 and 12 says, This was according to the eternal purpose that he realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. Um, it talks there about our access to God because of our faith in Christ Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. Um, Ephesians 2.18 says, For through him we both, that is Jews and Gentiles, have access in one spirit to the Father. So with that forgiveness of sins, we no longer have separation, but we have reconciliation, a renewed relationship with mm. God our Father. We have a clean slate, and that gives us an open door to access to God. Um, we're no longer hindered um, in our uh, relationship with him we can approach him with confidence rather than dread or fear because of our sin that makes us fear god's wrath now we have all of that cleared away all the sin rebellion and the punishment that would be involved in that those are all removed from um, blocking our relationship with god we have a clear path to god through jesus christ access to god the father is ours um, when we place our faith in Jesus Christ. That's good. I mean, that, that again, is so encouraging. I think about the idea of uh, how people, when they start counseling, uh, begin to put the focus on the counselor, that meeting with the counselor is the most important time every week, and, and they can really come to a place of, of thinking and um, relying on that counselor and the access they have to that counselor and there's some extent to that because obviously if you're counseling somebody you are providing encouragement direction uh, challenge and all those things but even more than any human counselor as you said we have that access to god and therefore um, uh, god is is the greatest counselor and we should have a confidence because of the access to him and I, that makes me think, again, of the importance of being in the Word, mm -hmm. because yeah. meeting with a counselor is great, but a, a true biblical counselor is going to be pointing you to the Word, 
and yeah. coming to know God and all that we have in Him through God's Word. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, another area to think about as far as change and the encouragement to change is that we have a new identity. I, I talked about the idea of new life, but we also have a new identity. So the question is, how do you view yourself? Uh, what would be the words that you would describe yourself with? Uh, because Paul in the New Testament spends actually a lot of time talking about who we are in Christ, our identity. What are the words that he uses, that God uses to describe us? And I think it's so important when we think about change that we begin to really see that new identity. Uh, we tend to look at ourselves, we look at other people as how they have been, and we uh, will assign them an identity or an idea uh, that gets locked in stone, and therefore we can be set in stone or treat somebody a certain way because of the way that we view them. But Paul continually, like I said, is encouraging believers to see their new identity in Christ. In, in Romans 8, starting in verse 15, he says, For you did not see the, receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. So you see in that, those couple verses, the idea of the identity of the believer, that they are, that we are, that you are children of God and also heirs. This is so important. This is a, a good thing to do when you think about change is ask yourself, how do I view myself? Do I see myself as a child of God? Do I see myself as an heir? Do I see myself as an overwhelming conqueror? Do I see myself as a soldier, as uh, somebody who is holy and set apart? These are all important things when we think about change so that we can anticipate and see what God has made us and how that will shape us. So that reminds me of that verse in 1 John 3, verse 1. It says, See what kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. Hmm. Do you identify yourself that way when you get up in the morning? Do you think, I am a child of God? Um, what a privilege and what uh, an encouragement to know that God is our Father. When, mm -hmm. when we have children... We're willing to give them whatever they need and to look out for their best and to realize I'm a child of God and an heir with Christ. All the riches of God and His grace and power and everything else are mine because He's my Father. And mm -hmm. that's a really encouraging thought and a great help, to, a great thing to focus on um, and through that process of change. That's good. That's really good, yeah. That, that that verse is one that I think about quite a bit as a comfort. So, yeah. Um, another thing that God has given us is His power. Hmm. Um, in the process of change, um, we're not powerless. We have the power that God has given us. In, in Colossians 1, 9 to 12, it says, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, 
bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. All that is implying that we're changing. Mm -hmm. Um, And verse 11, it says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. When God gives us a task or when he shows us something he wants to change in our life, a flaw in our character to, to work on, it's always, almost always something beyond our ability to do. Um, but God never asks us to do something that he won't equip us to do. And we can do it by relying on his strength of, instead of our own. Um, as it said, being strengthened with all power according to his might. When we look at the process of sanctification and changes we need to make, we should not be looking at ourselves, but at the resources of power that God has given us. And um, Ephesians 1, 19 and 20 even describe it a little further. Um, and it says, What is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the working of His great might, that He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead? Hmm. So to realize that the power at our disposal from God our Father is the same power He used when He raised Christ from the dead. That's an awesome, incredible power for us to look at and to um, tap into as we look at the process of sanctification, at the process of change, um, and of becoming more like Christ. So we shouldn't be discouraged when God shows us something to change that we just feel we can't change, Hmm. or that we've been fighting our whole life um, against because God has given us the power, the same power he used to raise Christ from the dead at our disposal. And we should never be discouraged, but encouraged um, to look at that. That's good. And that, that makes me think about John 15 and, and the branches. We are the branches that are to abide in the vine. We, that power comes from our connection to Jesus Christ. When we abide in him, when we have that time with him, and that change is uh, something that really is supernatural. We don't uh, just put it, do it in our own effort. But when we abide in Christ, when we walk with Him, that the change takes place naturally. It, it flows out of it. It's not something that's just forced. We have to discipline ourselves. But it's not just discipline. There's also a power that's there that enables us to do the things that we we could not do so that's that's good it makes me think of like a a young child maybe three or four who maybe is helping dad do something in the garage or in the yard and he goes to pick something up and he can't quite get it so Mm. dad reaches over and puts his hand on it and dad's really the one lifting but the the child is putting all his effort into it and once they move it that little child is so proud of what he's done Mm-hmm. And yet, it was really his father's strength that that accomplished the task. Yeah, that's good. That's a that's a beautiful picture. Well, one more thing, and that's um, in this idea of change that God gives us a confidence that there's no habit, there's no pattern, there's no sin that we cannot break in our life through through Christ and through His power. Um, in First Corinthians ten thirteen, Paul there writes, "No temptation has overtaken you." except that which is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. 
Now, we can face issues in our life, maybe long-term patterns that we begin to believe and we just accept in our mind that this is the way I'm always going to be. I can't overcome this. This is beyond my ability and I can't handle this. So I have, I'm just stuck in this pattern of thinking, this pattern of sin, uh, these choices in my life. And what Paul is doing there is giving us a confidence and encouragement that when we face that time of temptation, we're looking at sin, we're considering sin, we feel like we have to fall into it. The reality now in Christ is that we don't have to, that God can provide you a way of escape so that you don't have to keep following the same patterns in your life, but you are really able to change that through God's power that you can do things differently, that you don't have to give in to that sin. You don't have to make those same choices. You are not locked in stone in the way that you respond to things the choices that you make, but but you really can change. And that is really a great encouragement. Um, so with all these ideas, we just want to encourage you to see the resources, the concepts, the truth that God has given to you. And again, maybe this would be some things that you would share with somebody else. Uh, the, all these things that God has given us in a, to enable us Uh, to change, to make changes in our life. We'd love for you to contact us. If you want to email us with questions or comments, you can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. So next week on our podcast, we're going to be looking at the why of change. A lot of the times people don't change, and it's because they don't have in their mind the why. Why should I change? The abilities there, the powers there, the resources, the the new identity, all these things are there. And, and the reason that people don't change is not because of those things, but because they uh, don't uh, have the right why. So we'll look forward to talking about that next week on Married by Design. Mm-hmm.